Welcome to the Lemon City Live podcast with your host Larry Fresh and producer Fun Gus. Serving up the freshest and most delicious sports lemonade in South Florida. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Gonna learn today. Today is the Lemon City Live podcast day. There it is. All right. Today all right. is the Lemon City podcast day. Today is Lemon City National Lemon City Live podcast day. And Lemon ah. City Live, what? Is it a national holiday? It's Can a national holiday. Yep. All right. Take it off. You're off for the rest of the day, guys. All right. Just after we record. All right. And uh, <laughs> Lemon City Live podcast is brought to you by soccer shape the ultimate in gamified fitness ever wondered how pro athletes train visit soccer sign up and find out how find them on instagram and facebook at soccer shape no soccer experience needed soccer shape train like a pro i think you and i should go this weekend i know bro i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling i've been getting it from everyone and everywhere oh let's get rid of that theme bar yeah, i'll be bro. i'll be highlighting you'll be right. highlighting yeah. yeah you know mr super Super athlete over here in great physical shape. You haven't worked out in how long? And you look. It's gonna like, go sound like I'm like gloating, so I'm not gonna say. Yeah, he's been three weeks. Worked out like in a month or three weeks at least. That's awesome. Three yeah. weeks. Well, he out all the time. Yeah. Well, okay. Anyway, even well, I worked out more recently than that. Good, good job, good that's job, that's Gus. That's how we look alike. Oh, yeah, okay. we definitely do. Yeah, man. Sometimes they mistake me and Gus as twins, so we gotta. Uh, I can see it. We gotta wear shirts. Anyway, those are the wonderful voices of the one and only producer Fungus. And the Super Bowl champ. Champ is in the house. P.D. I got my voice back. A lot of guys, y'all guys don't know that I lost my voice and I got it back. I try to say ooh-wee, but it sounds horrible. Yeah. Actually, that was a close call. By the way, I'm Larry Fresh, a.k.a. The Patino. Fresh! And, uh, yeah, you were sounding... Pretty rough, man. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It was, it was. Why? Why do doctors try to scare the bejesus out of you, bro? Yeah. Like I swear, when I walked out of that hospital, or whether it was like a, a specialist office. Well, give them give them the background. You in your highlight. Okay, I was. With the I, I was I was uh, practicing after a tournament, and uh, the ball or rebote or rebound off the back wall, mm-hmm. and I misjudged it, and it hit me directly in my left side of my throat. And at the moment, of course, it hurt it, but the pain went away. Less than 24 hours, my voice was gone. So I'm thinking, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back. You know, it's yeah. just something that's temporarily. Three days passed, I still, my voice got worse. So I'm like, yo, something right. ain't right here. So I had to go to a ENT. Just learn what that was. I have no idea. A ENT is an ears, nose, throat oh, doctor. Yeah. But yeah. I, I didn't know they gave it an acronym. I just call it the throat doctor. And I was on, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I looked, said that, I got porno. So it's, I, had, I had to make sure I had to you know, specifically tell what I was looking for. But when I went to the doctor, <laughs> um, he, he gave me the worst case scenario. Like, hey, it's a possibility that your, a nice guy, huh? your voice may not come back. Yeah. But I think they're designed to do that. Because it's, it's, like, it's like a CYA. Like, I can't say, hey, it's going to come back and it doesn't come back. It can sue me. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I, I still think it's kind of fucked up. I mean, because yeah? I mean, it's like... What is it? Uh, hope for the best. Yeah. Pray for, uh, prepare for the worst and hope, hope for, for the best. best. That's yeah. correct. That's yeah. correct. But still, it's not fair, man. Like that's just not cool. Like, you, you, it's it's like a cheap out because you're an experienced professional, right? You go to school, 
You've seen thousands of cases of whatever it is that you specialize in. This guy's a throat doctor, so I'm sure he's seen a ton of throat issues. Mm-hmm. To give that kind of like broad range, like it's really half-assed when you think about it. You know what I mean? It was- it's it's like, oh, you could potentially, you know, never talk again, or uh, you know, it might just come back. So, oh, gee, thanks, doc. You know, tomorrow it might rain. You know what I mean? It's like it's. Tomorrow, the sun may come out, but there's also a chance that it might not. You know what I mean? What it was like, what do you think is the weirdest thing that he's seen? What, the throat doctor? Ooh, he went oh, in my... His, his ear and nose. And ear and nose doctor. doctor. So he goes to the nose and the ears. Now, when he went through my ears, yeah. he had a rude awakening with the wax I had in there. Yeah. And something you, was telling me like something was going on in there because when I put my Dre's beats in, the ones you stick in, uh-huh. I wasn't hearing the music clearly. Like one side I hear better. Look at that. So I told him, I had to say, Doc, take a look in there. He took a look in there and he took a lot out. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's... It, it, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. I got, bro, I, I think most people have like yeah. a ton of earwax, bro. I'm sure I can make an entire record. Yeah, wow. That's really... Yeah. That's... That's where he went. That's where he just went. That's where he just went. Yeah. It, it, was, it was embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So I told him to, to throw that away as soon as possible because I didn't want to look at it. I would have thrown up. But he, I think it was a cop-out for him telling me, hey, it's a chance that you may not have the voice you yeah, had before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a total cop-out. It's yeah. like a weatherman. It might rain next week. Might not. You know, like, come on. But... Is that, that a Yankee is, candle you got over there? Huh? Is that a Yankee candle you got over there? Or is that somebody you <laughs> I'm here looking like, wait, what? And uh, <laughs> but see, and then the, uh, what? See, I think the nastier one would probably be the nose. I think there's a yeah. lot more gnarly shit in your nose than there is in your ear. I figure for nose, he probably since we're in Miami, he probably yeah. sees a lot of people with deviated septums. Yeah. You know what I mean? Deviated but you, but your nose, but see, but when he stuck that thing in my nose, it yeah. led to my throat. Yeah. So your nose really doesn't have anything. Once it gets to that point, it goes directly into your throat. Yeah. So and this is the worst conversation. I'll yeah. Open up this show yeah, but I'm just saying. Hey, I, I'm just telling you guys how I lost my voice, yeah, and we go. went to telling you what an ears no doctor does. So, <laughs> you know, you welcome to first. Living City Live, welcome where we're talking first. about your nose, your ears, and your mouth. On today's show, you know, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. Actually, yeah, uh, on today's show, we do have some cool stuff. We. Uh, they, uh, shortly here, we will uh, play an interview we did with a, uh, a one and only, another Hurricane legend, like yeah. Tenard, another Super Bowl <coughs> champion, like Tenard. That's right. Uh, Kindred Spirits. Kindred Spirits and former buddies. You know, they grew up together. Still uh, buddies. Still buddies. Yeah, not former buddies. Still buddies. Mm-hmm. Antro Roll. That's right. Joined the show. Showing that love. In. Yeah, man. Called in, had a great uh, talk with Antro, learned a lot about him. Really got comfortable there. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So I'm a guest. Yeah, shit for you. Like that. So definitely uh, it was a good time. So stay tuned for that. It's coming up in a little bit. But so something happened to me this weekend. And I'm kind of like, I, I, I've been saving this little, you know, every once in a while, you know, things happen during the week. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? I, I won't talk about it because I'm like, I want to bring it up on the show. I like, I like to have the, the honest reaction from you guys. So the other night I was at a late night uh, eatery, and this goes back to what we were talking off the air, which is, uh, you know, my, uh, my current uh, dietary lifestyle that I've chosen that I'm trying to, you know, drinking a lot of water today. Which eatery? Yeah, I was at a pizza place. Nice. I don't want to name the place, but because um, I don't want to, but I'm not going to give them any pub. But I went to this, a very prominent local uh, pizza place that's open until like four in the morning. And, uh, oh, Cazola's. Oh, no, no, it was, it was no? not Cazola's. No, it's local here on my side of town. Oh, okay. And uh, so we go, we go to this place, we grab a slice, 
and I'm having a good time. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm eating the pizzas. All right, solid. You know, you really can't fuck up pizza. You know, we've established that. Pizza, uh, I mean, I had some fucked up pizza. I think we've all had it, but it's like you really have to try to fuck it up. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah, you do. Like, yeah, come on, you know, it's not that hard. So I, and I just, I was feeling like a, you know, a good New York style, big slice cheese pizza. Kept it real, kept it simple. And uh, I'm, I'm drinking. They give me a soda, which is my vice. You know, which I'm, I've, as of today, on this show that you're listening to right now, I have sworn off soda for as long as I can hold off. All right. So okay. no, there's no soda in my life. I'm, 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 I'm completely, <laughs> completely off the Coca-Cola. And the Pepsi. But Tom stamping this. This is August yeah. 14, 2018. There you go. Let's see how long I last, man. So far today, I've drank so much water. I've peed a bunch of times. I feel like our old buddy on the show, Enrique, it's just like I, I should just have a gallon of water and a bathroom like just a few feet away. But my bladder is holding up quite well. I'm actually impressed. But so anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm what? Good stuff, I said. Oh, thank you. And uh, let's see, bro. I, you know, I saw a picture of myself today and I wasn't impressed. So this is my, <laughs> I figured this is the, the quickest, you know, the one thing I could do right away that I could start feeling like I'm making a change. Anyway, so I'm at this place Friday night, and, you know, I have my soda, and I drink my soda, the fountain soda, which is, I think universally it's the best type of soda, right? Fountain? Fountain soda. I like if it. you want to tell yourself that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I like tell it. yourself that? What do you mean? No, it's not the best soda. That's Anything that's carbonated is not good. Oh, God. Just I mean, all us, soda. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying. You, I, go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying. If I think it, it means like if where it comes from, like from a yeah, can or a bottle. If you have a can, bottle, or, or a fountain soda, fountain soda tastes so good. It's I like, so I like the bottle. But they put it in a bag, that's in this com- and it comes something, and it's carbonated with water. So yeah, you're right. You're right. pooping all over my, my happiness, all right? all right? We like the fountain pop. Okay. That's what, uh, that's what uh, that's people your choice? call it. Anyway. Pop. I hate when people call it pop. Yeah, sometimes I say pop. But anyway, so... I get, I, I'm, I'm drinking my, it was a Pepsi, and I'm drinking it, I'm like, I get to the last little, you know, you know, I'm like, oh, let me go get yeah. a refill. And I walk up to this, and this place is, you know, there's a lot of people, but they have the, uh, the, the uh, dispenser on their side of the counter. So I'm like, yo, my man, you know, yeah, can I get a refill here, bro? Mountain Dew. He's like, uh, 50 cents, man. And I'm like, what? Really? 50 cents? And he's like. I'm like, really, bro? And he's like, yeah, man, 50 cents. And I'm like, it's a fucking refill. This is like the, the, the margins on soda are so, you know, it's, yeah. it's all in your favor. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is nothing. And I was like, you're really going to dampen my mood here on my pizza? And I, like, this, that's the kind of nickel and dime shit that makes me not want to go back to these places. Yeah. So I was like, give me water. I'm like, you're going to charge me for that? And he's like, no, water's free. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> so he gives me the water and he fills up my thing with water and I drink water. And, I, and it, it just, it really. I hate when people do that. Like, I've been to other places that charge you, and usually, I'm, I'm not going to lie, usually I'll see the sign that says, oh, we charge for refills, and I'm like, most of the time, if you just go, hey, can I get a refill? They'll be like, you know, they'll give you, like, the first one. Nobody, who enforces that rule, you know? Who's the guy that says, hey, you know what, today, no one's getting a refill unless they pay 50 cents. The people who yeah. take their job extremely serious. This guy had giant holes in his ears. From like those uh, expanding uh, oh, things, the, the uh, like one of those rocker guys. That yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they put those spacers in their ears, and yeah. these things are like just hanging there. I'm like, bro, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, it's, yeah. this isn't the guy that wakes up and says, you know what? Today I'm gonna do my job perfectly. You know, hey, come on. <laughs> it's following the company policy, yeah, dude. Yeah. I was, judging a book by its cover. I'm right, super judging a book by its cover, but because you you know, had I also know where I'm shopping for this book. I'm at a sleazy little pizza place. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not expecting to find a novel in there. You know what I mean? I, so I, I was just really, like, turned off by that. And, I, and like I said, I've gone to other places where they're like, oh, we charge, you know, 48 cents for a refill or 50 cents. And I'm like, all right, whatever. 
but you asked nicely. I got mad. Come on. Yeah. And they're like, all right, whatever. And they give it to you. But, and then I understand that this is the, the jerk who goes, hey, can I get another refund? No, fucker. I gave you the first one free. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it just, it really, like, got me, like, insta-pissed. I don't know if that, is that a word? Insta-pissed? Oh, insta-pissed should be insta-pissed. A, a new hashtag on Instagram. Yeah, bro. Insta-pissed. Insta-pissed. Like, does, does, does that, like, does that bother you as much? Like, if you were just had a nice slice of pizza, you're out of your soda, and you go up there, and you don't, I don't have 50 cents. So this, so this is where. Because I even said, I even said, I don't got no 50 cents. It comes, it comes to the, the, the petty. Petty part, super yeah. petty. You're gonna have some people say, "So you telling me you couldn't give a guy fifty cents for a refill?" And you're gonna have the group of people saying, "Like you, bruh, it's only fifty cents." Not even. Who, who carries your, fifty cents? I don't care. But you can. But, more but some some companies you can you swipe your debit card for fifty cents. For fifty cents. Yes, man. It tra- it costs them more That's for that true. transaction than the fifty cents because they usually have to pay a, they a have, either a minimum percentage or yeah. a, a minimum charge. And it's usually like 50 cents per transaction. They stand by their policy. 50 cent refills. They don't <laughs> care if they're losing money on a transaction. We're going to stick by our policy. I'm with that, man. Not a fan. If they want to be stupid, that's all right. I, of course, <laughs> yeah, I think it's on my end. I, the guy could have gave it. It's, it's not coming out of his goddamn pocket. The boss course, is not man. there. The, seat, the owner of the company is not there. But he probably woke up on the wrong side of the bed. He said, you know, I'm going to make everybody pay for the 50 cents refills. What a jerk, bro. Super and jerk move. I don't know. Maybe right. they don't even charge, and he's and he's pocketing all the fifty cents. Could be. Could be. You know what? I'd respect that if he was just like, you know, this is how I'm gonna swindle the man. Yeah. Take some money. All right, bro. You gotta pay for those vapes. Man. Yeah, man. He's vaping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, man. I, I, it really like. But is there anything like that? Like us? What? What would you do in this scenario? Would you get really upset, or are you like, oh. or are you just super passive? Because I. <laughs> there are some fast food restaurants that want to charge you a quarter for extra sauce. Oh yes, good example. Fuck those guys, bro. Bro. Fuck out of here. Just give me the sauce. Burger King. Yeah. Yeah, no, and then you get the, you, and then they're like, oh, I got a six piece. And they're like, and they give you one sauce. And I'm like, could I get an extra sauce? I like my, I like to dip my nuggets. Yes. And I really like to get them, you know, wet. I, I want to get them. I, like, <laughs> I, I, get... I like my McNuggets make saucy. Yeah, exactly. I want my, I want my nuggets extra saucy. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why and Taco Bell is surviving because you can get all the sauce you want. That's right. If you can grab and go. Shit. Yeah. But dipping sauce, good point. Yeah, that's exactly, that's another one. It's like, wait, wait, what? 25 cents for like an extra sweet sour sauce? You know, like, get out of here, bro. If I told you, what if at certain grocery stores, you got to pay for the grocery bags. Yeah. Yeah. They do that. I mean, well. That's a new thing because they're trying to cut out plastic bags. Well, here's the thing. California, there's yeah. no plastic bags anymore. Yeah. yeah. Everything is, is uh, you got to bring your own bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Or, or they'll charge you for recycled paper bags. When I was in, I, when I, I was believe in, so, yeah. When I was in LA, charge, yeah. this is how I know this. Mm-hmm. When I was going to the grocery store across the street from my hotel, I got you know some chips and a you know and a, and a, it was an iced tea, and I played the lottery, and I was like I don't feel like carrying. I see the bag. The dude said ten cents. So I looked at him like he was like crazy. Like so I gotta pay ten cents. I said you know I just carry it. But he could tell I wasn't from there immediately once I asked him for a bag. Yeah. So you know they're charging for bags. So why they can't charge for uh, extra soda? Well, stop uh, trying to defend uh, this guy. You're <laughs> totally against me. And every every step along the way here, bro, you know? It's, it's, I think he's so mad because I asked that draw that question. <laughs> You'll learn more about that later. Now, speaking of later, on today's show, we are going to, we, we, we do got this uh, really great interview coming up. We're also going to talk a little NFL, kind of a little Miami Dolphins. I uh, got to visit NFL training camp today, the last day of Dolphins training camp was today. Got to see that. And uh, on top of that, there's, um, we're going to talk a little bit, sprinkle in some other stuff. Uh, now, I will tell you this. It's going to be a pretty the, – the conversation with Antro is very Canes-driven. So if you're a Canes fan out there like most of you are, 
going to really, really enjoy it. And uh, speaking of college football, man, this is a great time of the year, bro. This is the, the meat right here, bro. This is that good part. We got NFL's coming right here, bro. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and college football's here, like, what, a week before? Like, yeah, they, 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 right they, start, they start one week before the NFL, yes. Yeah, dude. That's like in a week or two, like less. Like, man, we're, we're at a blink, and it's going to be, you know, football season. College right? football is the opening act for yeah. football season. Man, do you still enjoy watching college football? All day, bro. Yeah? All day. I, I, can, I can watch a big college football game. It doesn't have the Reno University Miami. It can be just a big matchup, yeah. a one versus a three, before I watch like a low-tier NFL game. Really? Yeah. Like first Kane's game is a big matchup. Well, yeah, Kane's are yeah. coming out. Yeah, Kane's coming out. White Jerry's hot. world, right? That's what they're playing. White hot. Yeah. White hot. White hot. White hot. That's gonna be hot. We have hot. we have to white have to. hot that and game. They're, and they're coming out ranked eight. Yeah. yeah. So so, so it's, is, it's, LSU, is LSU ranked in this game? Say again. Is LSU ranked? Uh, top I think they're top twenty-five, but I don't think they're ranked lower than anything below ten. We should know. <laughs> uh, but 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 what's what's is this is big for both teams because yeah. if if Miami wins, it's going to show that they're capable of winning a big game in the in the first game of the season. And if LSU's wins, uh, it shows that hey they're they're turning a the tide yeah. with that organization. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be both. I think it's a great setup by the coaching staff to have that game be the first game of the year um, because it's worked for both teams. Make a break at the very beginning. For the very beginning. Okay. You can easily be out of the national championship con- uh, con- uh, conversation off that game. Unless you're Alabama, then it doesn't matter. If yeah, you're if you're Alabama. Because last year, Alabama played Florida State the first game. Yep. And they lost. And they was able – did they lose? Did Alabama lose last year? No, 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 no. They, they won. against Auburn. They lost against Auburn. Thank you. And But they almost lost against Florida State because that quarterback yeah. didn't get hurt. Yeah. Uh, uh, Francis? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, his last name is Francis. I'm not a big – Forget oh, uh, Francois. Yeah, Francois. That's I don't care about Florida State. And nobody cares about Florida State. Yeah, but I'm saying, but that was a prime example. The first game of the year, uh, Florida State could have won that game. They probably would have been talking about them in the national championship. So, yeah, LSU is coming into this game uh, according to the USA Today preseason poll right here. They got them LSU at 24. Okay. And the Hurricanes at number eight. Yep. So we were right. No, so, 25, 28. Yeah, man. Look, I'm excited about that. Opening uh, Dolphins' first game is against. Uh, Tennessee, right? Yes. All right, go. You keep you keep mentioning Tennessee <laughs> Titans. Oh, like you never be on the show. Get out of here. Tennessee Titans. I yeah, answered the question. Titans. Is correct. With well, the new look, Tennessee Titans. Ooh, I love those jerseys. The new, the new, uh, new outfits, man. Marcus Mariota threw a pass in the preseason game to Delaney Walker mm-hmm. that looked extremely promising. Yeah. He threw a he threw a dime. Nice. He Delaney Walker was covered by at least eleven. Players uh-huh. like the whole team was covering him. The whole team. That's what it seemed. That's what it seemed like yeah. when he came off the line of scrimmage, nice. and he caught it. And he uh, Mariota put it only where he can get it. So that's hope Ryan Tannehill can do that. See, yeah, you mentioned Tannehill now, and I, I saw him today. He was out there with his robo leg out there. You know, this guy, brace bionic leg here, and uh, homeboy. I don't know, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay optimistic. But, you know, I saw Brock and Petty. They were out there. I didn't see anything crazy. I didn't see anything. Now, it was also <laughs> the last day of camp. You know, they were, they were, you know, they were there. And they're just, you know, doing, going through the motions. Your cousin, like I said, looks like he just hasn't aged since he left college. And he's just out there hanging out on the sidelines. And I don't know. I, 
I'm trying to get excited, man. I, I really am. And I was, I was going back, and I, I was trying to remember. And, and the thing is, I could probably make a case for why I think the Dolphins will be successful this year. And I feel like I can make a compelling case. You know what I mean? I feel like every year I can make a compelling case. I think the only time that I could legit say that I, that was, I could not make a case was the year we, dra- we, we uh, drafted Ted Ginn. Oh. And then we went 1-15. Going into that season, I was so like hurt from the, yeah. from the Brady Quinn situation that I was just like, nope, there's no way. I was totally against him. Um, but realistic, I could probably make a case. How realistic is it? I don't know. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Dolphins and, 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 and this, I want to mention this. What the? Like, bro, Jarvis Landry, bro. Yeah. Get the word Dolphin out of your mouth already, man. Like, what is this guy's deal? It's he's, every he's, other he's day. He's butthurt, bro. Man, he's yeah. butthurt. get over it. You got your money. He's butthurt. You got hurt. your play time. You got everything. Like, let it go. He's butthurt because he wanted that in Miami. Fuck he didn't it. really well, want it. If you wanted it, you could have gotten it for a little less money. They didn't want to pay you. You took more money. Uh-huh. Good for you. He's butthurt. But, he's butthurt. Oh, like, come on, man. Every other day, I feel like I'm getting a notification about something. Like, oh, here he goes, talking about how you had more routes now. Oh, look at this. How, how the culture here is much better. Oh, Tannehill could never get me the ball. Like, he just keeps throwing everybody under the bus from Miami. Like, everybody. And that's, that's, that's what players like them do when they leave an organization. They can't, they can't keep it classy. You know, they go and, and start talking to bullshit at yeah. another team and taking out all their frustration that they could have displayed with ownership or, or management there. What they're gonna do when he gets another team? Because they feel like they're never, never, he's never gonna go back to Miami. Dude, does this situation with Landry and and the Dolphins now like does this remind you of anything that you did you experience anything like this in your uh, in your playing days that you can recall? No, the, I feel the like kicker, it's very unique, but it, at the same time, I feel like it's gotta happen a little uh, more often. I didn't play with the it was the kicker who uh, uh, Vanderjack. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, Vanderjack <laughs> when he left when he left Indianapolis and we got. Uh, out of Terry. Yeah. And I don't, I forgot what team Vanderjack, Van, Vanderjack went to. Oh, man, let me look that up. Uh, but when he left, he was bashing Peyton. He was bashing Coach Dungy. He was bashing just the whole chemistry of the team. And that's why they won't never go to a championship. And lo and behold, your ass is gone. Yep. And we go yep. to a championship. Mike Vanderjack, Mike, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. He was, man, where did he, uh, he went to the Cowboys after the year after, and he was cut. It. He was yeah, cut. cut. He was cut. Like Never after, played again. Yeah, because we played the Cowboys that year too. Uh, the Colts did. And I think he. I think he was on the team with the Cowboys that year because yeah. they kind of talked about that matchup and that 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 uncomfortable chemistry. But yeah, Vanderjack is the only guy I can remember. Erger and James left um, to go to Arizona that year, yeah. and it wasn't really a breakup because they drafted Joseph Adai. They was going to get it yeah. back in the run. They was going to get it back in the uh, in the draft, and I think they couldn't pay him and Peyton. So and they, and Marvin Harrison too was uh, taking a lot taking a lot of cap space. Yeah. So Airdrie was the out, odd man out, yeah. and he went to Arizona and got paid. Yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah, but he didn't that. say anything bad, you know. And they actually gave yeah. him a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah, because we're yeah. next year. So now, it's just it's it, bro, it's, it's this shit with Landry is just super annoying though, man. It is. Like it's it's gotten ridiculous. And mind you, I'm all for uh, you know talking a good shit because you know it's fine. But this is excessive, and let's not forget. You're still on the Browns, bro. You're Seriously. still on the Browns. Like, did he, did he legit say that their culture is better? Like, get the, get fuck, the fuck out of here! You won. Here, that culture <laughs> has won one game in two seasons. Yeah. Like, I'll <laughs> give you all the other stuff, man, but don't come on. We're, like, we're we're not in the building, guys, and you got to understand. You can't. You can talk about the past, yeah. but right now they're they're building on something that's completely yeah. different. Uh, the coach that the, the uh, if you're following hard knocks. 
Uh, I know you are. If you watch, you better yeah, be watching Hard Knocks. I just killed the HBO on my cable package. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the head coach's brother and mother died within yeah. two weeks of each other. Shit. And the, well, they're behind him. Yeah. They are behind that coach. Unless the editing is, like, real good, they're behind the coach. So the, 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 the chemistry there. you Team Cleveland Brown right now, bro. Uh, listen, I'm I'm really I'm I'm really I'm a Baker Mayfield fan, bro. I, yeah, I, I really I love that dude. I am. I, I, I like that. His and story. If you got, if anybody really pays attention to his story, not the 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 the, the shenanigans that happened in Oklahoma. I'm yeah. talking about from bottom to top, high school, go that deep. Mm-hmm. You will fall in love with him. So, him going to Cleveland, I think it's perfect. It's a perfect marriage, and the coaching staff and everybody in the organization really believe they have a chance. And you know what they're doing in Cleveland? The first game they win, the whole stadium gets free beers. That's awesome. <laughs> Their first game, everybody gets a free beer. How long will they be waiting for that free beer? It's going, they're, hoping, they're, they're hoping for the first game of the year. So that's, what, that's an incentive to go to every game. Like, hey, I want to get a free beer. Yeah. So, wow, that's funny, yo, man. That's, that's some Jackie Moon marketing shit, man. I like it. I like it a lot, I, too. I appreciate the yeah. sentiment, but at the same time, the team that's one that lost every game, you know, yeah, like, yeah. there could be a whole thing where it's like... They're not oh, going to lose every game. They, what what, okay, what well, Jarvis... Let me, let's go through this, this regular season schedule here. Because <coughs> I'm looking at it... Okay. Week one, home against the Steelers, not going to win. No. Week two, at Saints, 0-2. So, yeah, Cleveland, it's looking like the first two weeks are going to be tough. Now, I see a couple of winnable games here. I see... Versus the Jets. They're at home versus the Jets. And potential there. Jets, pretty shitty. But they're still better than the Browns. You know what I mean? Wow, the Jets are better than somebody. That's horrible. See, well, when you think about, you just compare the roster, they're not. Do yeah, I think, know, I, I know, I know. The Jets are better than the Browns. I don't. Their record, you're going about the Jets' records last year. You're going to say that now. Mm-hmm. But on, on, on paper, they're better, the Browns. Now they have to put the paper on the field. Yeah. So what was the next thing? What's then the next at thing? Raiders. That's some, That's winnable. That's um, winnable yeah, to an extent. That's you got Ravens, Chargers, Bucks, Steelers, Chiefs, Falcons, Bengals. All these are all tough games, man. They're, the step from then on out. If they, okay, put it this way: if they haven't won by Raiders in uh, the fourth game of the season, if they don't win in the first four games, this next stretch of Ravens, Chargers, at Bucks. At Steelers, Chiefs, uh, Falcons, at Bengals, at Texans, who I think the Texans are going to be really good this season. I agree. I'm a little high. I'm pretty high on the Texans. Then Panthers, Broncos, Bengals. They, there's no winnable. But game. see, but then we get that deeper. <laughs> we get that deeper to the season. We would know what kind of team they have. Yeah, you know, once you get by game four, you know what kind of kind of team they have. But just that's all right. That's 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 get off last year. They're trying to add. There's one game that I think is winnable, the ones that you said at Bucks. Bucks are terrible. Bucks see, the, see the thing about it's, it. It's a road game. On paper, road on game. paper, the Bucks are not terrible. Terrible. Yeah. On paper, they're not. So you gotta. So you have to. He's gonna th- be back too. And he's gonna be back. So th- th- that's that's go. Let's just go to this. You know, because people, everybody's gonna compare the Browns to last year. Fair enough. They don't have the same team they have last year. They don't have the same well, the same roster. So they have a and they're trying to get Des Bryant. Now Des Bryant uh, to me is similar to Jarvis Landry, two t- same type receivers. So and they they just yeah. traded Coleman to uh for for a fourth round fifth round pick to seventh round pick. seventh round pick yeah. to who did they trade him to? Can't I can't remember either. But they tra- they got him out the building because they felt like he wasn't uh understanding their system. Now when you think about 
a lot of their draft picks, there a lot of them are not there. They had the past couple of years, and only obviously the, the 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 guy who has the long tooth who's not there because he retired is Joe Thomas. So yeah. th- this would be the, a crazy scenario too. Say for instance, they're winning. Who is, who is the their their elder? Who's their veteran? Is it is it Duke Johnson? Right now, <laughs> potentially, potentially yeah, that's yeah. that's true because yeah. Joe Thomas was the only person. Uh, on the pay- longest tenured person, I don't know. You know the, the longest tenured Dolphin is. I don't know. Ryan Tannehill. No man. man, no Denny, the long snapper. He's been oh, there since Saban. Yeah. He's been there since Saban. And he's and, all he does is long snap. That's and it. you and you. A lot of people don't know about that job. Yeah. It's like the job that you're all the way in the corner, in the back corner, yeah. and until you're needed. Yeah. You, like. If you fuck up that one time, but I didn't know you was back there. You're yeah. fired. Like you, how the hell you been here for like five years? We didn't know about you. So like he's that guy. Long as he keeps snapping, yeah. You know they only show up to practice for what, like two days, bro. Damn. They really? they they come like long. Special teams are usually on uh on Wednesday and Thursday. Friday is like you're doing two minute, four minute, and all that, and you may do some situational stuff. But those guys come. They really practice two days. And then, like, once practice is over, like, literally, once we st- we're done with special teams, they go inside and start this, playing this video is, games. Okay, I'm, I'm checking this out. He's 39 years old, by the way. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And he's the long snapper. Let's see here. He went undrafted in 05. And look at him. Yeah, so look at He started years. college, like, way later. That's awesome. Yeah, he started college way later. 13 years of making six figures or more. No, he, he's been making seven figures. Once you get to a point, he's making about, uh, he's probably making a million minimum. Okay, he's been playing yeah. with the Dolphins since 2005, right? So since the Saban era. He's got 208 games under his belt. He's got four tackles, one forced fumble, and two fumble recoveries. And he also has two Pro Bowls. Like, about, legit. And it's, legit. Pro- it's probably when he made those forced fumbles and tackles. Oh, man. Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall of Fame, <laughs> for sure. Ring of Honor, definitely. <clears throat> Dolphins they, ring they of got, Honor. They got to right? put, see, and that's the sucky part. You know, you'll be unnoticed for so long. You made couple million dollars in your name, but you will never be recognized as an actual player. I mean, you say he's just not a player, but the dude's 6'5", and made a ton of money, got a good physique, you know, you got to be in shape, so it's not like a, like a kicker who's kind of like the short guy, you know, like, like Gus. Yeah. You could be a kicker. I could be a kicker. You know, sure. you could have been an NFL kicker, make the bank, and you're also running the risk of getting hurt because you're out there, you know, like maybe they block your kick, and then, you know. For sure, there. for sure, for sure, for sure. You guys on the defense, if you uh, if there's a uh, a chance where you're running back a kick, whether it's a punt or a block kick or something, you guys are all looking to light up the kicker. Yeah, we're looking for every the opportunity you can get. You know, I don't think anyone's going. Yo, where's that long snapper at? You know, like I feel like you even you got even more like safety than than you do as a kicker. Like this guy's got to be. This is some incredible uh, statistic here the, with John Denny. Bro. The long snapper doesn't get touched till he's like almost 15, 20 yards down the field because yeah. you can't touch him on the snap of the yeah, ball. Yeah, and the rules are even like more uh, favorable now with these new rule changes. I don't yeah. even think the, the center can be jump. You can't jump over the center. You can't even touch the center. You can't even be it's in front like of him. It's like football. Yeah. You can't even be in front like of him. you got to come at an angle. This guy's gonna, he's going to outplay Tom Brady. For sure, man. Damn, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> and he went to BYU. Oh, and he's intelligent. Yeah, look at that. Damn. Huh, how about that? How about that? I would have dared TD to block my kick. 
<laughs> what, what was the kicker that, that pulled his hamstring trying to kick in Tampa Bay? Oh, Grammatica. Yeah, you're like... Yeah, you, no, that was a celebration. You're, you're, you're Grammatica. Yeah, he was celebrating. You're Grammatica. You were celebrating. Nah, that was man. such a kicker thing to do. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, celebrating and blowing your ACL. I can, see, I can see you pulling your hamstring or blowing out your ACL trying to celebrate after yeah, like... Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, nah, I would have done that Tiger celebration. The fist pump? Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Oh, speaking of Tiger, I got some comments on Tiger oh. in a little bit later. Right. Um, but anyway, okay, so... We, we mentioned the Hurricanes. Hurricanes are got this first game against LSU. We're excited about that. Jerry's will be sure to tune in. But I think right now is the perfect time. How are you feeling? You think it's a good time to? I think it's the prime time. Prime time right now. All right, so let's uh, let's let's bring in our good buddy, our new friend of the show, Antro Roll. We have a special, I mean, very special guest. Yes, My great friend and also teammate, former Super Bowl champion, former Miami Hurricane champion. Antrail Roll. Antrail, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. There we go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you over there. You over there taking care of them babies, ain't you? No, nah, yeah, I'm actually in public right now, man. That's that's the only thing. That's what's up. So, so you out? You you doing a, You doing three things right now? You talking to us? You taking care of the babies? And you in public? That's what it sound like, huh? Hey, multitasking all the Exactly, man. Hey, everybody on the show right now, I want to thank you for tuning in, man. I know you are extremely busy, you know, right now being a father, also doing your own thing when it comes to radio and, and TV. So we want to thank you for joining us today, brother. No, man, thank you all for having me. I'm a fan for my I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. You know, you know, speaking of friends, a lot of people don't understand or know that we've known each other uh, since Pop Warner. And when I played for West Grove, when you played for uh, you played for Florida City, right? Florida City Razorbacks. Yeah, Florida yeah. City Razorbacks. Don't act like my <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, I had to act dumb. I ain't gonna lie. I had to act dumb. Like, I, <laughs> but yeah, we go way back, man. We go roughly about twenty. Gosh, I want to say about 25, 20, 25 years, man. That's how long we known each other, and we always see. Uh, hey, we old heads now, nah, bro. We just got to take it. You know what I'm saying? We just got to take that. <laughs> That's but, right. But, you know what I'm saying? But we, we, you and I, mostly you paved the way for those new generation Canes and, and, and South Dade and Florida City uh, players. Uh, we, we, you down in that area paved the way for them. And up in my area, my cousin Frank Gore, Roscoe Parrish, and myself are paving the way for the Coconut Grove uh, kids. But, you know, getting back to uh, knowing you for so long, and we have a relationship with 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 football and being friends. You know, I, the, everybody wants to know how was it for you to transition from being a All Star Hall of Fame NFL player to now transitioning to fatherhood. Well, you know, for me, man, this is this is this is a dream come true. Um, you know, football was. My first dream that I wanted to come true, and this was my was my second dream. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just living life, man. Like I said, I, I couldn't have written my script any better. Um, these kids are listen, man. It's a lot of work because at one point in time, I had three kids under the, all under the age of three. Wow. So you, you can you can already imagine, man. Like it, was, it, it was nonstop, but you know, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. And my kids, that you know, they're they're a joy, they're a blessing to me. To, to my family, you know, they extended my family, keeping the legacy going on, man. I'm just trying to trying to raise them and instill the best things 
that, you know, my parents have instilled to me and, and, and do even much better. You know, that's always been my goal to do better and, and to be the best at anything that I'm doing. So right now my goal is to be the best father in the world. You know, that's my goal. I feel like I can accomplish that. I feel like I can accomplish anything that I put my mind to it right now. My focus is, is primarily my kids. So, Antro, you're still living in Homestead, right? I'm still living in Homestead at the moment. Uh, I'm currently building a new home right now in Kenya. Oh, all right, all right. Well, uh, how is it like when you when you went back to your community? Did you still did you stay involved in the community over there in South Dade and everything? Yeah, you know, I, I stay involved in the community. Uh, you know, my first year in the league, uh, I actually lived in Brickell uh, at the Jade. I lived in Brickell my first year out of the league. And, uh, you know, I, I, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I loved it, but it was just too much. It was too much partying. It was too yeah. much going on around me. You know, I was I was accessible to anyone and everyone at that point in time. Uh, so the year after, you know, I, I moved down to Homestead, and you know, everyone always asked me, you know, man, you can, you can live anywhere in Miami. Why you choose Homestead? And, you know, and I, and I told Homestead for a couple of reasons. For one, it's not every day that kids get to see NFL players on the basketball court, at the racquetball court, training at the park, at their former high school. You know, just getting in workouts, just that constant grind. That's facts. Um, you know, so so for me, that was very important for young kids to see and to, and to be a, a living testament for anyone who wanted to ask a question. It doesn't matter what the question is, to ask a question and for me to actually be there physically to ask a question for them and not over a phone call. So that was that was important for me. Uh, also, I mean, I'm very, very family-oriented. I'm very close to my, my parents, my brothers, and my sisters. So that was also a plus. You know, my parents live literally five minutes away from me. Um, and also just just being able to stay focused. You know, that was my that was my primary concern. You know, it wasn't the parties, it wasn't the girls, it wasn't, you know, everything of that nature. For me, I have to take a drive to engage in those activities. And we all know I'm, I don't really want to take a 45-minute drive every day, uh, you know, to be engaged in that activity. So, you know, it just kept me here and it kept me humble. That's more than anything, you know. It kept me humble. It kept me, you know, grounded with my roots. It doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, excuse my language, a crackhead, don't do it. Hey, hey, hey you don't have to body your voice on here, Trail. You can yeah, yeah. you can curse. You can say okay. whatever you want, yeah, bro. Well, you know, you, well, you know, we know it. Tonight, you know better than anyone. Some of those people from the hood are the main people ones that have your back, that want the best for you because you also represent them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's facts. And, you know, speaking of family... You know, I saw on your, your IG, you know, if you don't know Antrell IG, follow him on at Trail Road 26. I repeat, on his IG and his Twitter, it'll be at Antrell Road 26. Y'all guys, make sure y'all follow him and show him support. But I saw on your uh, Instagram that you, you went to see your sister in, in uh, Arizona or was it Vegas? Not Vegas. It, it, was, it, was, it was Vegas. Okay, so tell, us, so tell us about that, man. How was that? Man, that, that, that was awesome, man. You know, with, with these kids and everything I have going on, building a new house, you know, I'm, I'm always ripping and running in different directions, man. And, you know, it, it, my mom stays five, five minutes away, and sometimes, you know, I don't go to our house for a week at a time. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just a lot going on. So, you know, to actually get away and to spend some quality family time, and, you know, it was my brother's first time going to Vegas, my mom and dad first time going to Vegas. Uh, you know, we had a we had an amazing time, man. You know, uh, it was seven of us. We we check this out, man. We're staying at Airbnb. We got an Airbnb place, right? I saw that. Go ahead. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and my mom was staying over there. A nine hundred suite. I'm like, 
what, 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 what did we, we lost? She said again. She's staying in what again? She's staying in a 900 square foot suite oh, at oh the Wayne Hotel. At the risk. That's nice. Not 900 now. I said, that's a, so I go over there. I'm like, who playing in the NFL? You. But you know, like Mama always say, you know, my money is her money. Right? That's facts. Like, yeah. you she deserves every bit of it, man. Like that, that woman there. If I could give her the word and the title right now, I would, man. Yeah, and your your old, I, I've known your mom and your dad since obviously like since I was in Pop Warner, and hands down, bro, they did a fantastic job raising you know just raising you, bro, because we could we could easily went on the wrong path, and your dad being a police officer or chief of a homestead uh, police department. And, you know, your mom always being stern, just like him. You know, they did a great job, and they deserve everything you gave them, brother. Go. Hey, Edwin has a question for you. All right, so, okay, my, I got some family out in Homestead, and I totally understand what you mean about, you know, being 45 minutes away, because I will not go see them. It's just way too far for me, so maybe I'm not a good example about it. But, but actually, um, I, I think it's really cool what you said about being a representative in your community and in your city. I think that's, like, such an awesome uh, a thing and, and it's true you don't see that in some of these other cities it's real you know glamour and glitz of miami and everything and you know there's 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 a lot of other parts here in miami homestead kendall hillian area and everything like that I, i'm personally originally from the kendall area even though i'm out here now in uh in the winwood area you know enjoying all the glamour and glitz but that's either neither here nor there but uh <laughs> now um i did want to ask you um about uh okay so Andrew was talking about how you guys used to you know, you grew up playing against each other in, in the junior circuit before you guys met up at University of Miami. I want to know, who had the better, who had the upper hand in those uh, one-on-ones and stuff like that growing up? Because Antoine, he's the athlete of the group here. Gus and I, were not really, you know, a good, uh, a good sample size for athletic prowess. So I want to know, is there, because he's, he's got the title here. I want to know who had the title when you guys were kids growing up. All right, he was saying in trail, he was, he was really meaning me. Uh, but basically, he, he wants to know, like who out of me and you right now? Who had the best when it came just overall skill set athletically? Now I'm, oh. let me make, let me get let me get my point out first since you're on my show. <laughs> like I changing up my question. pound for pound, pound for pound. I felt like I was faster, stronger, and and more 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 ready to 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 be playing. What you had, I can I'm not going to even disagree with. You had more game ready experience to go out and play at a freshman as a as a freshman going to the University of Miami. So pound for pound, I feel like I was faster, stronger, because you was what, 210. I was like 180. And uh when I say when we put everything on the field, I still feel like I could have played with you, but Coach Shannon would say something different. But go ahead, go what's your response to that? <laughs> Listen. Let me let, let me let me let me start by saying this. I, it's so many times, man, that I had talked to Noah because he 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 wears his emotions on his sleeves, right? <laughs> so he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and we had a we had a defensive coordinator by the name of Coach Shannon that was hard. He treated everyone different, but he treated everyone the same. It didn't matter if it was myself, Sean Taylor. It didn't matter who it was. He had a different way of answering and, and coping with everyone. For example, we had a guy, Kelly Jennings, which was, you know, he was real close to Tonard. All he had to do was look at Kelly Jennings. And his whole day was messed up. <laughs> Entire day. 
entire day, his entire day was messed up. You know, he, he, he could tell Tanard, you know, hey, all right now, don't make me take that scholarship. Don't, 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 don't make me regret giving you that scholarship. And Tanard would just, it, it, it would just go to shits right there. It, it, it was all, he was over, it was done. You know? Hey, you should see and, his face right now. You know, hey, it, Hey, hey, you so right. Like the, the one thing I, I I left out or I leave out when I talk to these boys, how Coach Shannon has so much of a a, a psychological effect on me being at the University of Miami, man. And it's a guy who I play with on the highlight team. His name is Ben uh, Gaston, and he was under Coach Shannon as well, but he was a receiver. And Coach Shannon, even though Coach he was the head coach at the time, but Coach Shannon used to chew into him. And I kind of told him, like, Coach Shannon, he didn't – if you went Trail Kelly, like the only person I felt like on a team that he really was, I think was afraid of, like literally scared of, was Sean. And I think we, uh, Big Vince too, because I think both of them were crazy. But, you know what I'm saying? But Coach Shannon, he knew who to poke at and he knew how to, to take his stress out on certain players. But I, we both know he wanted the best players on the field. So I think, and I know for a fact he wanted to get the best out of me, but I just, as a as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old uh, uh, teenager turned into a man, I couldn't deal with that psychological warfare. But, you know, you still didn't answer the question, though, because he well, wants to know, like... Well, when you're talking about athletically, you're absolutely, I was the best athlete. Oh. Hands, <laughs> hands down. <laughs> hands down. Because, so, all right, if you, play, if you think about like this, any position on the field... Other than offensive line, defensive line, I could have played. All right, you play. I I can agree to that. I played receiver. They made me play receiver, and I showed I had a receiver skill set. You played receiver in high school, so go ahead. Tanoa was definitely faster. Uh, Pound for pound strength, I I don't know. You know, I was was the strongest in my weight class, and he was definitely the strongest in his weight class. So, uh, you know, that's probably even going to be. Even actually, if you put Tanoa on a basketball court, I I don't know. I I think I would laugh. I think I'm see, he see you play basketball. I, I, he, he ain't never seen you play basketball. I want to see his bow-legged ass. I haven't seen it yet. You know, I haven't seen it yet. So, <clears throat> but uh, hey. you know, man, listen, coming coming from coming from this this area, man, you know, the Southern Day area, you have to be so athletic, man, because we learn all these things in the streets. Yeah, you know, we learn how to play basketball with 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 a with a with a with a can. You know, yep. we learn how to play. Football, throw up, touch. You have to throw a touch. Like mm-hmm. everything we implement, everything, you know, we kind of just made the best of it because, you know, we didn't come from the best of the best areas. We didn't have, you know, civil sports in our minds at all times, but you couldn't tell us that we didn't have the best childhood because we always had friends, cousins, someone that was always there, someone that to always keep our interest. So, mm-hmm. the you, dope know, boys. Like, you know, we, we made the best of it, man, and to actually grow up with each other and and see each other grow from from little kids to, to grown men, yeah. you know, and we're we're both fathers now. We're both successful now. Congrats to Tanara also, uh, you know, landing the gig over there at NFL Network. That 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 was huge. Appreciate it. You know, honestly, that. like I ain't tell yeah. him, but that literally brought tears to my eyes because I know Tanara and I know how hard he worked and I know what he put into this. And the odds were against him. Appreciate it. Anyone brother. knows, you know, the odds were against him. And, you know, I'll never be the one to lie to anyone and lie to know You know, I'm always a straight shooter. Yes, you are. And for him to land that job at NFL Network was a one out of 100 chance. And he and he got it. So big congratulations to Tanara, man. And I tell you, you know, 
if I was in front of you, I'd tell you to your face, and I already told you the phone, like, I love you, and I think you are the epitome of what, you know, young, black, successful man should be like, because you never stop grinding, and that's going to take you a long ways in life, I promise you that. Hey, Trail, bro, like, you said that on the radio right now, giving it to our fans, and let my boys hear it, you know, that, that means a lot, because, you know, I, I don't talk about my success as much that, you know, people think I should do, but, you know, I try to lead by example, and you made a great point. You know, my chances of getting, you know, to NFL Network was very slim. And I still have a long way to go. Uh, but the same thing when I got to the NFL. You know, you made a comment to me one time when you came back and when you saw my Super Bowl ring. You, I, I remember this day. We was in uh, the, the weight room. And he was like, man, you got a Super Bowl ring, but you didn't do nothing. And he's like, then you, like, started laughing. And he's like, nah, you did something because you had to make the team because a lot of people can't even make the team. So, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's, it's in life and life in general, bro. You're going to have obstacles that you're going to have to face. And football is the, the close equivalent to life experience. Ain't no other sport out there that you can equate to, to life. Football is the only sport that you can equate to life because if you're late, you get fined. If you're late, you get fired. Basketball is a one-man sport. If the best player comes, comes late, he'll get pat on the back. But you can a lot of guys are expendable, and it's, it's not – a family family type atmosphere when it comes to like basketball or other sports. So at the end of the day, bro, I, I appreciate you saying that, and you know that's you just you just really made me really emotional by saying that, man. I appreciate you saying that, boy. No, you know I, I meant it. You know, and I meant every word of it because it, it, it's what what it is is there's too many guys right now, and uh, you know even including athletes. You know, we need to get the can. But then if, if you're lucky to get five years in the NFL, you're lucky. Yep. You know, we make a bulk of money. And a lot of times I see guys that either, you know, they didn't, they didn't play as much as they should have played. They didn't, make the best, they didn't make the best choices. You know, they want to make fast money. And I tell people all the time, listen, you got to make sure to, to, to hold on to what you have and make that last. Because if, unless you're Michael Strahan or... You know, guys like LeBron James, guys like that who have such huge careers after playing the game where they're making millions and millions and millions of dollars broadcasting, showing their face on the on live television. You know, you're, not, you're never going to make this bulk of money again. Never. So you have to make it work. But what you do is you find so many guys that are trying to invest in putting all their trust and money into other people's hands. Mm -mm. And that's why you read the stories. Mm -hmm. That's why yeah. you read the stories. That's why you read, this guy has gone bankrupt. This guy has gone bankrupt. And people are like, well, how does this guy blow millions of dollars? Trust me, it can happen fast if you don't watch what you're doing with your money. Hey. And the thing that people don't understand more, is not about what you spend. It's about a how habit. Yep. It's habit. about a habit. That's true. You spend a lot of money when that's you go and you buy all these lavish things and you do it on the, or you do it frequently that's called a habit and we all know that habits are the hardest things to break that's true so even when people see that the money is going down is decreasing 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 they don't have the willpower to break their habit to stop so until they hit rock bottom that's the only thing that's going to help them out unfortunately that, that's true with regular people too <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it's hard to break yeah, and I'm glad you said that over the, the radio, man, because a lot of people don't have that insight uh, when it comes to the professional athlete and their habits and spending. You know, they understand the money's coming fast, but it's also going out faster. And they're thinking it's what they're buying. It's not what they're buying. It's the habit. If you're trying to keep a certain lifestyle, having three houses and trying to go to the, to the clubs every night and, and buy the bar, you know, I don't want to throw a name out there, but we know a person that, 
was buying bars out of, uh, all the time. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure he still has money, but he's, he lost a lot doing that. So, but yeah, man, it's, 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 it's great that you'll be able to give the, the listeners that insight because a lot, of, a lot of them don't understand that and don't see it or don't hear it. So, but, you know, that's, I, I, I want to transition it to, to, to the University of Miami. And I, I want to, like, what, what was, you know, I played with you uh, for all three years when I was there. And I got to see you from, from being a prospect to being the top corner in the NFL and a top corner coming out in that draft. You know, you, Kelly, uh, um, uh, Al Marshall, Glenn Sharp, myself, uh, we, we were a, a, a decent group of cornerbacks. But out of all of them, you stood out the most because you also can play nickel. And a lot of people don't remember that you played nickelback. So what was, what was the, the most, the, when was the moment you realized at the University of Miami that I can go play in the NFL? Um, you know, to be totally honest with you, uh, I, when I was young, you know, I always wanted to play in the NFL. That was always my dream. That was always my goal. But I can honestly tell you that there wasn't a focus of mine until the end of my junior year. It wasn't the focus of mine. You know, my focus was going out there and competing and trying to be the best. Like, I did not like to lose. I, I didn't like anyone to catch a single pass on me. You know, I, I wasn't the fastest guy out there. And, you know, I knew that I, on, on, my, on my best day, I was going to give you a low 4 on my best days. Uh-huh. You know? But the thing that, that, that I, I knew was, okay, these guys, all these other guys out here running four twos, four threes. <laughs> and by any means, a four, a low four four is not slow under any means. With your but, size, too. Mm-hmm. But guys were running faster. So I had to use my strength. I had to use my skill set. And my skill set was press technique. Mm-hmm. If, I got, if I got my hands on you, the route was pretty much done. So but, I, had to, I had to work on that. You know, Coach Shannon, you know, I'm going also, you know, going to my... My sophomore year, you know, I was pretty much given the job because Mike, I was behind Mike Rump and mm-hmm. Phil Buchanan, and Mike Rump and Phil Buchanan was going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty much given, you know, the starting job along with Alfonso Marshall, and my technique wasn't up to par. Mm-hmm. So our coach, Coach Shannon, told me, listen, stop spreading and reaching. He said, stop spreading and reaching. Stop spreading and reaching. I would keep spreading and reaching. It was a habit. I remember that it spring. Yeah, it was spring. It was, it was extremely spring. hard to break. It was spring football. Yeah. You was doing that, yep. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was extremely hard to break. We all know at University of Miami, the competition level was so high that if you got hurt or you got your starting job taken, there was a big chance that you were never, ever going to get that That's back. That's facts. And Coach Shannon used to always say you could never lose your position by injury. But with the competition we had, bro, like, if it's, you got it's injured, hard. it's hard. You want to go back out there with a pull hamstring the and everything. Man, nine times out of ten, the, next, the man behind you was almost better than you, if not better than you. Yeah. So, you know, you didn't want to give them a chance to go out there and shine because it's like anything else in the world. If someone sees someone shine, you're going to be like, well, why isn't this guy playing? But, you know, and, and, and that's just the reality of it. You know, so I had my, my starting job law taken, and uh, I remember spring. Uh, Coach Shannon was like, you know, there's no guys penciled in the starters, which we knew was BS because we knew Sean was a starter. Mm-hmm. We knew so many players on our defense were starters. You know, we still had some questions at the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember calling my dad and telling him, you know, what Coach Shannon said. And my dad is, is not a man of many words. You know, he really doesn't curse. 
he, he's, he's very low key, very laid back. And I remember my dad got on the phone and he told me, "You go out there and you play like a fucking wild man." And when that's he Mr. said that's those Billy words, Rose, I, I, I remember I was in the door, in my door, and he told me those words. I instantly got chills, and I remember tears ran down my face. And, and I made the decision then that I wasn't gonna go out there and think of anything. I wasn't gonna go out there and play scared. I wasn't gonna go out there and play nervous. I was gonna go out there and play like a fucking wild man. And from that day on, that's exactly how I approached the game. So anytime that I felt like I was getting down and out or I was lacking my technique or lacking my effort, I always replayed that old man saying that in my head. You go out there and you play like a fucking wild man. And it was sometimes where I would take it to such an extreme that I couldn't even control myself because my energy was just going just that much. But, you know, just my dad saying those words to me and understanding what he went through to become the person who he is in the community as 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 a as the first black chief, the black uh, police chief in Homestead, you know, people say they were going to give him six months. He wasn't going to make it. They were going to give him six months to a year. He wasn't going to make it. You know, and he's been there 10 years. I mean, he's been there 20 years yeah, right now. To date. He's thought. been there 20 years. And they keep extending his contract because they don't want him to leave. So, you know, just understanding who he are, who he is and what he's been to me, there was no way I was going to go out there and let him down, let that name down. That's so from that day on, even through my entire tenure in the NFL, that's how I always approach the game. Each and every day, I approach the game the same way. So, you know, I think that's what identified me as a player. That's what changed my, my life. That's what changed my career. Uh, you know, I was always a player. I was always, you know, a, a star athlete, but... To be a star athlete, you have to be coachable. You have to do things the right way. And at that point in time, I wasn't coachable. Nice. Now, okay, so you mentioned the, the, the key words, fucking wild man, which I love. I think that's awesome, you know, to, to hear that from your father, the way you described him, uh, being a man of few words, and then to come out with something so powerful like that. Um, keeping Now, transitioning to or comparing it to the current Canes team, who, do you see anybody right now at the University of Miami that kind of embodies that, that spirit that you had when you were playing and that mentality that you're, you, you've seen maybe last season or season before or that you see coming up that you're like, man, yo, that guy reminds me. That guy reminds me of me right now. Is there anybody like that right now? Do you see anyone like I'll that? I'll tell you right now. I, liked, I love the way Jaquan Johnson plays. Mm-hmm. I love the way he plays. You know, for, you know, Jaquan is not the fastest of the fastest guys, but you constantly see him around the ball and he's constantly making plays. Uh, another guy that I love, you know, he doesn't get as much playing time as I think he should, but I know he's a dog, and that's Trajan Bandy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that yeah, guy, yeah. He, he's one of the smaller guys, but I'll tell you right now, if those guys on his team had his heart and his attitude, there's no doubt about it, they'll be competing for a national championship. But the fact is, is that there's not too many guys that has his dog mentality and has his heart. Does, doesn't he remind you of Fitzgerald a little bit? Oh, you, you're talking about Marquise Fitzgerald. Yeah, Marquise Fitzgerald. Does he remind you of him a little bit? Because uh, Fitzgerald was a little fiery, and he was undersized too. Fitzgerald was, was very fiery. He also played a nickel position. He understood his role. Yeah. And his role was playing a nickel position, and, man, he was going to be a special team demon. He was going to make sure that nickel position was Locked. was his. It was solidified. It was on lock. Yeah. You know, he, he, and, you know, Trajan Bandy, man, like that guy, I've seen him out-jump guys that are 6'4", intercept the ball. Like, I just think his level of heart and the way he competes, I think he can honestly change that team's mentality around at such a young age. I think he has exactly what it takes. 
yeah, you said young age. He's a true freshman. I mean, that's that's what's up right there. I mean, if you're if he's motivating you that much, you know, an established NFL player with the with the with the uh, what do you call it the uh, the resume that you have, that's impressive, man. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, listen, I I can go right now and and stand in front of a hundred people and watch them for five minutes, and I will tell you who's the dog. Yep. You know, it's it's not hard to identify. It's not hard to identify at all. And coming from where we come from, we understand who's the dog and who's the sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they're deep. They're deep at the secondary this year. They're very deep, and that's a good problem to have. And especially when all the players you got, true freshman guys who was coming in on a high school, you know, like my cousin Gibber Fireson, that can really just go on the field right now and go out there and make plays. So well, he he's a, he's a guy that I honestly think. He can change the whole attitude of that defensive backfield because when I tell you, I think the guy, I think he's nuts. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think I think he's nuts, but that's a good thing mm-hmm. because when you have a guy that goes out there and they have fun playing the game, you can tell that there are some guys that play the game and they're so uptight and they're so intense and they're so worried that it actually messes up their game. Mm-hmm. But when you have a guy that goes out there and just plays loose plays, you know, fiery and can be a, a clown and nut at all at the same time, those are the guys that you want on the field. And that's the guy that he is because I've seen him play and I've even seen him in a couple of scrimmages and games, I mean, and, and uh, practices out there at University of Miami. And the same way he is off the field is the exact same way he is on the field. Like Jerome at Dougal. Like Doogie used to play oh so much, bro. Like, you, <laughs> like if social media was back then when we was playing, bro, like Doogie would have had like a million followers and like always putting somebody on blast in the locker room. Man, that 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's who you remind me of. You remind me of Doogie. He that, played too much. He picking at everybody that, like that, I dude, that dude was a special man. That dude was a was a special case, man. Yeah. And and, and, and the thing about it, it man, I have some members of that dude. I, I can't I can't even tell you on air. That, that's how bad it is, man. But this dude here, he didn't care what the situation is. He 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 didn't care. He was gonna be a clown, and but one thing about him, when he got on that field, he was a dog. He was gonna wreak havoc. He was. He always. I did. never, I never saw a team block him. That's that's just the kind of dominance that that he actually possessed. So all that being said, what do you think the Canes are headed to look like this year? Uh, man, I, I think it's gonna depend on the players. Man, like you don't have a crystal ball because you can't say. Excuse me. That who's gonna who's gonna have that dog? Because there's certain games where you watch University of Miami. Let's say for example, last night. Damn, they balling. Boy, they they got it. When you watch them play against Virginia Tech at night, you were like, damn, they got it. Oh yeah, the youth back. When you saw them play, when you saw them play against Notre Dame, you were like, damn, they got it. They got it. Yeah. That's that dog. That's that dog we've been missing. But I think, but within, I think most people would agree that they did what they did a little ahead of schedule. You well, the, 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 I, I, I think so, but if you got it, damn it, then possess it. Because there, there's no such thing as ahead of schedule if you got it. Like, okay. we, didn't care, we didn't care if we were freshmen going out there and, and, and playing against some of the all-star colleges that we played against because Andrew told us, he looked at me and son and he said, if they score a touchdown while y'all out here, 
Y'all ass not playing no more. Because <laughs> I had a goose egg. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. If they score a touchdown, y'all not playing anymore the whole season. And we knew that they had the power to actually make that happen. So you know what we did? We went out there and we played better than their ass. Yep. We weren't going to give up any points. And when you're talking about special teams, there was a, literally a race. Excuse Who's going to go down there and make the play first? Yep. Yep. Uh, y'all, it's, and that's the energy that, that those young, newer guys I see as well, is that everybody wants to they – have, they, have they, have they have an achievement to get to it, and it's the turnover chain. And I think that right there, to be honest with you, that right there changed just the atmosphere of wanting to get that thing around their neck so they can get on ESPN or get on – because it's like an incentive. So we didn't have that, but we had just like, hey, I ain't going to let you beat me down there. You know, Sean already got five tackles, and I got four. I want to get five. I want to lead I want to lead on the special teams with Coach uh, Solinger. You know, you want to have him talk about you after the game when we on Sunday going through film. And that was our incentive to get our name said – as a freshman from one of the coaches, like, hey, look at this guy. He did an awesome job playing. He's going to work his way into the defense or work his way to get into the rotation. Uh, the turnover chain, I think that right there motivates those kids. And it's, it's, it's the era changing. And I completely love the fact that how they introduced that uh, to, to get those kids hyped up. But, yeah, it's – To know how would, how would we have been – if they if they had that turnover, bro, we would, like, like you you were you were already flashy in trail. Like you already had everything first. You had the the, the, the rose gold first. You had that. I remember when you got that Tahoe, and we, we was coming out your dorm room. And you had that Tahoe, and I looked. He's like, "Yeah, that's my new truck." I looked at you like, "Bro, how you get that truck?" Like shit. And you and you, bro, we act a fool. You made me just remember this. Uh, you remember when we was on South Beach? And we had those scooters. So you probably were. You probably it was me, yep, you, and Marcus yeah, Maxi. Yep, and you all, you too. fell, uh-huh. and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like I, I was like, "Yo, this dude is a fucking first round pick, projectably to be a first round pick, and you about to fuck this shit up on the scooter, bro." So yeah, I, I, I remember. Yeah, I, remember I was so oh my god, bro. Those were <laughs> that, those were those moments. Like, how the fuck I'm gonna tell Coach Shannon? And like a, a couple months later, I get my shit fucked up on the scooter. And I I ain't played what three weeks uh, the year when I was driving Kelly to, uh, to get his car yeah. Kelly Jennings yeah, like I t boned by a car and, and and lost my lost my playing time. Oh damn! But yeah, man, like those, those I believe this year I think the Canes I think we have something special. You know, if we get through LSU because I don't want to sleep on them, I don't want to sleep on any team. Damn. We got embarrassed in the Chick Fil A Bowl a couple years back, and I think that was your last year, correct? No, no, I, I, well, and the Chick-fil-A bowl that I played Oh, the, the Florida game. No, yeah, you was already good. We, we won. Yeah, so we you left the year after that. that. Yeah. But the year, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, the year after that, we played LSU in the Chick-fil-A bowl. We thought it was going to be a, a walkthrough like Florida was, and we got swanked 40 to, to 6. So right. I'm right. sure Coach Rick is going to a 40 to 3. I just was corrected. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm sure Coach uh, Mark Rick is going to just remind them of uh, going into that week don't underestimate these type of teams but because it's SEC. Say, so I don't want to make the argument because I think the ACC, I think we are able to go on that conference and do just as much as good oh, as anybody sure. else. The SEC is a lot of talk. It's just that the SEC, they, they have a lot of talk because if you take Alabama out of there, you take LSU out of there, who the hell are they going to talk about? Yeah. Nobody. Right, so, right, you know, right. I don't want to walk past them. So if those kids, these, this, you know, the quarterback, Razier, he has to show up. 
if he shows up that game and just get the ball into the receiver's hands and, and the running back carries and, and no turnovers, I think we can we can walk through that and put ourselves in position to to compete for a national championship because it's gonna be it's gonna be we gonna use that momentum to carry on through the rest of the season. Well, well I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I really didn't like last year. You know, I, I think that there were certain games, you know, they, they we weren't really given a chance to win, and you know, Virginia Tech and Notre Dame, we came out there and we bust their ass, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But then you have guys, you have games like Virginia and Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh came out there and they, and they gave us their ass to kiss. Like, you you would have thought Pittsburgh was Miami and we were Pittsburgh, the way we went out there and played. And we didn't answer back. And not saying, not, not because you, you lost the game, it's how you lost the game. That's true. You know, like, you, you let them have, you let them have the swing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it's like, you know, what, the way that I was brought up and the way we played, if you were going to whoop our ass, we were going to whoop your ass doing something. Yep. Like you weren't gonna have more swagness and whoop our ass. Nah, like, bro. Nah, we we not going out like that. You know, if you were better, if you if you were better than us that day, then you were just better than us that day. But we're not gonna lay down to anyone. Uh-uh. You know, and, and I think, you know, even going in, into the bowl game, you know, I mean, not the bowl game, but you know, playing against against Clemson. Uh-huh. You know, we played against Clemson. Man, it was, oh my god! Like, did, did we even belong? Belong? We didn't. Field? We didn't show up. It just, you know? Yeah, we didn't show up. But, okay, but this is the question. Why didn't you show up? That's a great question. Did, yeah. did you feel like, did you feel like, because you felt like you were worthy enough to be there because you took the field. Mm-hmm. Now, when those guys hit them in the mouth first, it seemed like they were like, oh, shit. And no one had a response. Yeah. yeah. Not and, one person stepped up throughout the course of that game. Not one. Yeah, it, it, and it's funny because people use the excuse like, oh, they, the moment maybe got to them. They were too big in the moment. But just a few weeks earlier, Notre Dame, primetime TV, you know, big sellout crowd at the night, you know, at, at night. And it, they, they showed up just like they did with Virginia Tech, you know, the week before. So they were already accustomed to the moment. It's just I, I think it's true what you're saying. Just got punched in the face first and, you know, just couldn't recover. Well, you know, and, and that's, that's one of our, our topics we spoke about tonight as far as dogs. When you have a certain amount of dogs in your team, there's no way that it's going to – it may start like that, but there's no way it's going to end like that. Yep. And I'm not talking about actually winning the game. I'm talking about how you play yeah. the game. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes teams are better. You know, sure. we've all played teams, you know, that, that, are, that are better. But it's how do you respond? Like, how do you finish a game? Because there's been several times where, I, where when I was in Arizona and we weren't good under any means – but God damn it, we were going to give you a fucking fight. And you knew that when you played us, we might not have all the talent, but these motherfuckers are scrappy. They're going to hit you in your mouth. They're going to talk shit. And, you know, they can possibly get a win up out of it. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't lay down easy with those guys. And right now, you know, until I see that from the University of Miami, that's when I'll become a believer. That's when I'll jump on that bandwagon and, you know, and represent the U and actually go to bat for them because right now I'm not a believer. I think we have the talent, but I still know that they're missing those two dogs to actually step up and be the dogs. You think Mike Mark Rick is the the right coach for this? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I think I think he's a phenomenal coach. I think right now he, I think he has a great balance of of you know of professionalism mm-hmm. as well as understanding. We gotta have these dogs. We the gotta have these type of players. Yeah, he understands the culture. Yeah. He under he understands <laughs> football and what type of player and what type of caliber players you need 
to come have a complete team. Yeah. It, and and Georgia lost out on him. And when they when they fired him, it was extremely premature. It was the it was the alumni that that wanted him out of the, the 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 boosters, and they got smart. Kirby Smart and that team that went to national championship, that was Mark Rick's team. Yeah, so yeah, that's man. We yeah. all know that. Yeah, you know, the that, same that, thing that, with Coach Coker. Mark when coach the same thing. How Coach Coker walked into the national championship. Nothing, nothing against Coach Coker. He was a he's a great coach. He's in the Hall of Fame at the University of Miami. But that that team that that went. You was recruited by Bush Davis. I was recruited I was, by yeah. Bush Davis. So even right. though Coach Coker was on the staff, but that's Coach Coker, That's uh, Coach Bush Davis' team. So right. you know, Mark Rick, what he's doing, and he's going to bring that kind of that that I don't want to give the the conference the the, the the glory, but he's trying to bring the SEC to the ACC, and it's it's it's, it's slowly but surely. But at the end of the day, he has what it takes to win a championship at that university. And one, once he gets the, the, the dogs, like we spoke a second ago, uh, we're going to have about three championships within the next five years. I can see that. No I doubt about that. I like that both things. I, I, I'm being, I'm being, I'm, yeah, because you, you just got to see how it looks. And you made, a, you made a great comment before we transitioned to something else about it's not, how you lo- it's not why you lost, it's how you lost or how you win. And the, the, when we played Florida at, at Miami at the Orange Bowl, and it was beating us what by seventeen points, like in the fourth quarter. Oh and yeah, we, we were we were down, I believe, what like three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Like, like, yeah, yeah. And Rashawn almost took that kickoff return back because they was avoiding Hester, and you know Sonora's making a big play here, and then you going out there and make a big tackle, and you know you got uh, Vilma and, and and DJ Williams out there making huge uh, plays, and the, 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 it shift it shift it shift the tide. And when Frank scored that winning t- that winning touchdown, it was not it's, it's how we wanted. We didn't lay down, even though Florida, you know, went down there and, and, and scored on us, and we just got Brock Berlin uh, from over there, and he had a statement to prove. You know, it was we had a we had dogs on every side of the ball. Not one side of the ball didn't have a dog. And Ryan Moore, I can remember to this day, who was my roommate, he was a dog. So he Absolutely. made big plays th- that that game too. So. You know, you made a great point with we got to get the dogs out there, and they're going to definitely uh, transition that the, the old swag. When, when we talk about we brought the swag, they are literally bringing the swag back. So over-under, 10, 10 wins for the Canes. Over-under, what you got? <laughs> I, I mean, how many, how many games in the regular season? Uh, I, believe it's, I believe it's 12. 12? I believe so in college. Yes, because yeah. we play we play non conference games. Give them, I give I give them I give them at least ten wins. Ten wins. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll take that. I like it. I could take that. And again, guys, we we got Entrell Roll on the show with us. And if you haven't followed him yet, please follow him on his Twitter and Instagram at Entrell Roll twenty six. You will get a lot of content on his story because he does a lot when it comes to the community with his family, and also he's still connected with football. Hey, well, Entra, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for joining us, taking the time out of your day. I know you're, I hope you're still not in public walking around looking for like a, a chicken tender sub or something like that. I don't want to hold you up for dinner. No, 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 I'm, I'm good. Trust me. I made, I made sure I cleared the slot just for you guys. I appreciate it. Hey, man, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I know myself, this was uh, a real treat, and, and Tenard, I like seeing his face when uh, when you told him that you were the better athlete back in the day. <laughs> That's definitely you know we're gonna we're gonna take that one there. But uh, but thank you so much for joining us. We really really appreciate it. And uh, just 
Hey, man, I think I, I enjoyed it. I think you guys did too, right? I yeah, definitely man. did, man. And definitely. you're more than welcome to come back to the show, brother, to talk about anything football. We're transitioning to NFL. So I may hit you up again next week, brother, to talk about anything football, and I hope I can get you on yeah, the show. Man, you're always welcome here. We'd love to talk football. Maybe next time. I mean, I know we got a little carried away with the Canes talk, but it's something I've told Tenard a bunch of times too, which is you guys are a part of something that really resonates with this whole community, not just in Homestead, but the whole city of Miami, the whole Dade County, South Florida. You guys are part of an age or an era of Hurricanes football that everybody really looks back at with nothing but, you know, like stars and, and hearts over their heads. Like, it was, it's a love affair with that era. We really, you know, we're, we're thankful for everything you guys did, the way you guys did it, the way you guys carried yourselves and, and the history that you made. So I'm sure you, you, you talk ad nauseum about this, but every time I see Tanar talking about it, you know, there's always a smile on his face. So hopefully uh, the, the same uh, is, is said for you. I mean, I, I hope you enjoyed talking to about it as much as we enjoyed talking to you about it. So thank you, man. No, anytime, man. You know, and, and, and you know, when you're talking about those moments, those are moments that you wish and dream that you can relive. You know, and people ask me all the time, you know, what, what do you like more, the NFL or, or college? And I tell people, man, listen, <laughs> outside of having my kids, you know, there's no time that I would rather have than to go back to those days when we used to come out that smoke at the Orange Bowl. Uh, you know, I think, man, like just, just those, <laughs> just that feeling alone, man. It, 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 man, if I, if I if I can give everything I have to go back to those moments, hey, I really would. Because... You got me shaking my head over here, bro. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> you guys have won Super Bowls and you're talking about smoke. I love it. Listen, <laughs> listen, man. Listen, that, that atmosphere, you can't duplicate. Nope. You know, you, you, you can't duplicate it. And, you know, like I said, I've been, I've been to, to, the, to the big dance uh, twice in college and, you know, twice in the NFL. And, man, I'll take the college any day of the week. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I love my paychecks. <laughs> I, I love my paychecks, man. But, listen, if I, if I can just stay and live in those times, man, I'll forfeit the paychecks to be in those times because they're so memorable, man. And, and just the camaraderie and the brotherhood that we all have, you know, it's, it's something that would never, ever be broken. It doesn't matter whether I – See Tanar, whether I didn't see Tanar for I don't know how many years before I saw him last year at the airport. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you know what? As soon as I saw him, we picked up right where we left off. Yeah, and so. and, that, and 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 those and, and things like that. There's no price on things like that. You can't put a price on that. You can't. You can't. And and, and again, intro. We're so glad that you joined us today, and to bless us with all that that rich history from the University of Miami and a little bit of your pro days. And again, we want to thank you over here at Lemon City Live Podcast for joining in and giving us all this sweet, sweet football. <laughs> nah, man, I appreciate it, man. Anytime you guys want me on, just let me know ahead of time and I'll make sure I'm on. No appreciate doubt. No, thank you so much, man. Thank you. All right, Trevor, give some babies, bro. Tell them, hold on, tell them, tell them good night. Good night. All right, I appreciate it. Good night, little fella. <laughs> all right, man, y'all take care. You too, brother. All right.